Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Damned If You Do, a BDSM dance with the devil, written by Elizabeth Sarai. At what price fame, fortune, and submission? Wendy Dennison is tired of being a starving author. The royalties from her critically acclaimed romance novels barely pay her bills. Her devoted agent, Daniel Rochester, may be smart and sexy, but he can't get her the sales she needs. Then a charismatic stranger appears at her coffee shop table, promising her fame and commercial success, as well as the chance to live out her dreams of erotic submission. But at what cost? Nothing you can't afford to lose, my dear. Seduced by the enigmatic Mr. B, she signs his infernal contract. He becomes both her master and her coach, managing her suddenly flourishing career as well as encouraging her lusts. Under her mentor's nefarious influence, she surrenders to temptation and has sex with Daniel. The casual encounter turns serious when she discovers her mild-mannered agent has a dominant side. As the clock ticks down to her blockbuster release and Mr. B prepares to claim her soul, Wendy must choose either celebrity and wealth or obscurity and true love. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Damned If You Do. Chapter 1 Her four-dollar cup of Americano, now cold, tasted like muddy pond water. With a bitter sigh, Wendy Dennison, a.k.a. romance stalwart Gwen Diamante, iconized her browser and popped up her work in progress. The word count in the bottom status bar accused her of sloth and incompetence. She should know better than to check her sales stats and reviews before she'd produced at least a couple thousand words. Nothing sapped her motivation for writing a new book as much as surveying the tepid response to her last one. Maybe another coffee would help. Extravagant, yes, but she needed a kick in the butt to get her out of her slump. She signaled to the cute college guy behind the counter, pointing to her cup. Can I get another hit, Eric? The gangly kid grinned at her. Coming right up, Wendy. A mass communications major at the University of Pittsburgh, he treated her like minor royalty. Clearly, he thought it was the ultimate in cool to be serving a real-life published author. If he only knew the truth. Wendy typed a four-line sentence and scowled at her laptop screen. She highlighted the second clause and swapped it with the first. After staring at the page for a few minutes, she hit undo. She turned the first clause into a participle instead, then tried replacing a pronoun with the character's name. That didn't really help either. Eric removed the stale cup to her left and set down a steaming fragrant mug in its place. Two sugars, right? Still wrestling with her recalcitrant prose, Wendy gave him a cursory nod. Then she realized how impolite that must seem. You're a darling. Thanks so much. The barista pushed his shaggy brown hair off his forehead and beamed at her. Wendy's black mood brightened a bit. With pierced earlobes, black Sabbath t-shirts, and artfully threadbare denims, 
Eric had a sort of punk sex appeal. Wendy let herself imagine how he'd look naked, all wiry limbs and pale skin, with a bushy nest around his cock, which would be long and slender, like his tall, lanky, not-quite-mature body. Hard, of course. Young guys always were. He'd be willing to wait, though, to give her pleasure before taking his own. She saw him kneeling between her spread thighs, wearing a worshipful expression. He leaned in to flick at her clit before running his tongue firmly along the cleft between her swollen lower lips. Oh my God, did he have a stud embedded in his tongue? Can I get you anything else? Eric's voice hauled her back to reality. Oh, um... Blood heated her cheeks, especially when she realized how damp her panties had become. What was she thinking? He was young enough to be her son. We've got a special on cream cheese brownies, two for one. He lowered his voice to a seductive purr, apparently aware he was tempting her. Wendy recalled both her financial constraints and her depressingly accurate digital bathroom scale. I really shouldn't, she replied, determined to do the right thing. Come on, you need the energy to fuel your creativity. Eat one now and take one home for later. Well, saliva pooled in her mouth as her resolve wavered. She could always skip dinner. I did have a salad for lunch. Two sinfully rich double fudge cream cheese brownies coming up. Her youthful admirer gave her another grin. Don't worry. They're small. She turned back to the computer, scrolling back to read the previous few paragraphs. The tension between her heroine and her hero sizzled, but somehow she couldn't get them out of flirting mode and into bed together. They resisted her every attempt to move them in the directions prescribed by her outline. Maybe she should switch genres. Try some sweet romance for a change, or a cozy mystery. Those seem to be selling pretty well these days. She knew from experience, though, that she'd never succeed in keeping the sex out of her books. Her imagination naturally flowed in carnal directions. Especially these days, now that Tom was out of her life. She didn't miss his company that much, to be honest. Just his body. He was a selfish, egotistical ass who, in seven years of marriage, had never once taken her seriously. He'd always laughed at her little hobby, even when she'd quit her day job at the newspaper to write fiction full-time. When she'd been named Romance Author of the Year, he had dismissed that as a fluke. It's lucky I make a good living, he used to jest. Without me, you'd be just another starving author. Well, he'd been right about that part. The settlement had left her with the house and the mortgage while he moved out to California to shack up with his new girlfriend, a well-known cover model who'd been one of his clients. Should have known better than to marry a lawyer, she thought for the umpteenth time. 
She survived on her royalty checks, but just barely, and was constantly looking for ways to economize. For instance, she worked in this usually quiet coffee shop every afternoon, taking advantage of its free Wi-Fi so she could cancel the pricey cable package Tom had subscribed to. Of course, she could give up romance entirely and look for a job. A real job, as Tom would have put it. The notion made her slightly nauseous. Who'd hire a 42-year-old anyway, a woman who'd been out of the workforce for half a decade? The glorious aroma of dark chocolate tickled her nostrils. Just take a bite of this, Eric urged, offering her a forkful. It's bound to cheer you up. Was her depression that obvious? Thank you. Chewy and moist, the brownie was a bite of paradise. Sweetness exploded on her tongue with a lusciously bitter edge from the cocoa. The incredible mix of flavors and textures somehow made her feel worse. She could sense extra fat deposits accumulating on her already chubby hips and round belly. She blinked hard, trying to keep tears from gathering. That's, um, really good, Eric. Sinful, just as you said. And free. You're such a regular customer, you deserve a bonus. Wendy gave his hand a squeeze and tried to smile. You're a darling. Thanks so much. I'm sorry to be such a cranky old bear. Hey, everyone knows authors are sensitive. He set the plate with the brownies next to her coffee. I'll let you get back to work. But if you need anything... Eric let the sentence trail off. But the hungry look on his face made Wendy feel slightly less old and dumpy. I probably could have him if I tried, she thought. In her present funk, the notion failed to excite her at all. She shoveled a few mouthfuls of brownie into her mouth, then wrote another sentence. Not bad, but at this rate she'd never make her self-imposed deadline. Don't think about deadlines, she reminded herself. Don't think about word count. Just allow your characters to lead you deeper into the story. Trying to follow her own advice, she had penned two more paragraphs when a pop-up at the bottom of her screen announced new mail from her crit partner, Jenna. Don't check email or social media when you're writing. That was another one of Wendy's rules, one she usually obeyed, but today she seemed to have no self-discipline at all. How are you doing, Gwen? I'm looking forward to Chapter 3. Can't wait to see what Roger and Letitia get up to. BTW, did you read the news about Sapphire? Just saw this morning. Jenna, XXOO. The email included a link to one of the top romance news blogs. Don't click it, her better self admonished. She ignored the angel on her shoulder. Erotic romance phenomenon, Sapphire Sands breaks the ten million mark, screamed the blog headline. Hardbody's trilogy optioned for a mainstream movie series. Wendy stared at the screen, her sputtering motivation deserting her completely. She and Jenna both knew Sapphire. The three of them had shared a publisher for several years. 
Wendy had met the woman at several Romance Times conventions. In a quest to better understand the market, she'd even read the first novel in Sapphire's best-selling, sports-themed BDSM romance series. She had not been impressed by either the premise or the prose. Gwen Diamante's books were far more original, far better crafted, with surprising and realistic characters and sex that set the page alight. Somehow, though, Sapphire managed to reach the millions of eager romance readers out there in a way that Gwen so far had not. Damn, 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 Wendy muttered. She shut the well-worn computer none too gently, and finished off the second brownie. Face buried in her hands, fingers massaging her throbbing temples, she slumped onto the table. I'd sell my soul for her popularity and sales. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Damned If You Do. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com audible.com and itunes.com